Bigger tournaments, better prices, best community. Paragon City Games, where heroes play. It's time. Time to power up. Power up. Autobots, roll out. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Let's get ready to rumble! And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. All right, everyone, welcome to Dungeon Crawlers. We have a special guest on tonight. Dan Farr, one of the masterminds behind Sully Comic Con and Fanex. And if uh, you don't know where that is, you've been living under a rock for the last several <laughs> years. Um, well, so thank thanks you. For, yeah, thanks thank for coming you for on. Thanks for having me here. Love it. Nice uh, digs here. I'm just really impressed with what's yeah. going on. Yeah, no, it's, it's a beautiful store, nice studio space. So yeah. uh, you know, thank thanks you. for Alton and Paragon City for supplying it because it's, I mean, it's perfect. It's like right off the freeway, down a main thoroughway. Um, plenty of food to eat, so it's it's a nice spot. It's really the Ritz Carlton of gaming stores. I'm really impressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it's got to be exciting to see how the community is kind of backed you guys because I mean oh, this man. was this was a dr- sparkle in the eye dream that has just exploded into uh, I would have to say a behemoth. I mean, well, I, I, it's definitely we are where we are today because the community here has been. So phenomenal, so helpful, mm-hmm. um, so passionate about what we do. Yeah. Um, that's that's why. I mean, I, I I knew that there was something here because I had attended different conventions. And, you know, around I did yeah. New Orleans, I did Philadelphia, New York. You know, I'd been to several different ones prior to doing this here, and I just knew that us Utahns, we Utahns here would yeah. love it. And uh, but the I guess the amount of energy that came behind it was much larger than I anticipated. And, and, you know, because the way the timing worked out is I, I had this idea and I was leaving my other business and I thought I'd like to do it. And I talked to Brian, got him on board and, you know, Brian, he was willing to help out, but it wasn't until I actually took him to another convention where he said, wow, this is, this is exciting. I can see why you want to do this here in Utah. And so, when we started off, the um, the anticipation, the planning was to plan on like one hall at the South Al Convention Center, and then as we started selling tickets, we had two halls. We decided, hey, well, you know, we're doing well. Let's let's add a little more, and then three halls, and eventually we grew out of the South Town yeah. Center and moved to downtown. And uh, but really, for me, I continue to be amazed at the willingness for people to, to just pitch in and help out without expectations. Yeah. You know, it's like they, they're not saying, hey, I'm doing this, but you have to do this for me. It's like, I want to just be a part a part of helping this become bigger and better. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's really got to be a big thing for you. you know, oh, yeah. Obviously, a big goal for something like this is to have as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. But surely to be able to see a lot of that feedback coming in, a lot of the people stepping up and turning it into something really more than just another convention out there. That's got to yeah. feel good. Well, people, yeah, because people come up to me and they, they'll say, thank you for, for making this happen here and all that. And I, I always feel 
unworthy of the comment because it really has been such a community effort mm -hmm. to make it happen. And uh, I, you know, I, I kind of had the, and you know, I won't say that I was the only person that ever thought about bringing an event like this here in Utah. Yeah. a lot of people have, but I, I decided to pitch in, and and it was there's a lot of money that had to go in to kind of get it up to have it start at the speed that it started to, mm -hmm. to kind of go and, and not just start off with a like a trickle and build that way because that, that's the way a lot of the comic-con type conventions have built around the nation is they've kind of started off in the first year maybe they have 500 people then it, next year it's a thousand and it kind of grows mm -hmm. over the years they've been around by the time that they're 10 12 years they're they're a big convention and yeah. And so, for us, we, we knew that because there's so much attention elsewhere, and there's other ones that were more established in other markets, that we had to come out really strong. And so, we, we just basically went in at full speed. And, and uh, But for us, if we would have had 15,000, 20,000 people our first event, we thought that was a big number. Yeah. And we ended up with closer to 70. That was... Uh, it was really exciting. Well, and not only that, it, it looks like even the celebrities have really kind of latched on. I mean, we have several that have come back. I mean, like yes. this year you have Stan Lee coming back. Yep. Manu Bennett comes back several times, mm -hmm. which is just really cool and says a lot where you can get those. I mean, uh, what is it like being able to go out there now and say, hey, I'm from Salt Lake Comic Con because now I'm, I'm sure at first it was kind of like, you're who? And now it's – Salt Lake? You, you yeah. guys have enough people to do a convention there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, absolutely. Absolutely. For the first one, I was I, I, had, I had made some relationships mm -hmm. with uh, some managers and, and some of the celebrities, Kevin Sorbo and Lou Ferrigno, and uh, kind of had them excited about doing it. And also Richard Hatch, you know, yeah. Richard Hatch, yeah. unfortunately, um, uh, got got them interested in coming to Salt Lake, and um, but not, you know, the, the, there's kind of a certain level of caution that they exercise, like, well, how big can this be? And I I think. They, they all had seen me on from the business perspective because I was a vendor at the show with the 3D software business. So they, oh, okay. they knew that I had a, a going business. And so they they trusted in, I guess, my business acumen that I wasn't going to leave them high and dry and that there would be something that they would be able to come here and, and at least be able to leave the show with something. Yeah. Um, and as, as uh, we got ticket selling, that just started building on itself because when we were able to tell them say hey we're this far out we sold this many tickets then more people are saying hey well then yeah let's get some more people involved and get more celebrities there and and ultimately it was there was a lot of salesmanship on the first show and then after that it really has been something that people are coming to me now and saying hey i'd like to be in your show or wow. i'd like to get this celebrity in your show and and uh we're probably saying more we're probably saying no more times than we're saying yes at this point. Wow! Because we can't do too many people. And yeah. There's kind of a there's an ecosystem here. Yeah. And um, I feel like I'm I'm a guardian of the ecosystem to make sure that um, our celebrities when they come here that financially it's a good deal for them mm -hmm. and that they're able to meet expectations and and hopefully if we can exceed their expectations every time we we try to do that and. So far, our reputation has been that most celebrities. I, mean, I, I saw Lou Ferrigno uh, last time I talked to him was in New Orleans. I was at a convention there a month ago, and he said, "You know, Dan, still to date, my best show is your first show." Wow! And, and you know, the thing about Lou though is he did come in town early and he did a lot of kind of 
foot on the ground type promotion. He did all the media, you know, he went to the news stations and did uh, radio stations and everything. So he actually kind of earned his success at the first event. Um, but ultimately, the way it all came together, he, he had one of his best shows. Well, he, he said his, his top show that he's had. And that type of uh, success, when he talks to other celebrities, they, mm-hmm. all, they all talk. Yeah. And if, if there's a bad show, everybody knows about it. If yeah. there's a good show, everybody knows about it. And um, you know, kind of back to the ecosystem thing, I have to be careful that we don't bring in too much talent. I mean, I think now we're at a point where we're trying to manage the talent list that we have for Fanex relative to anticipated attendance and, and people, uh, you know, how much people think they can spend on autographs and photo ops. Yeah. And make sure that that goes well for the guests that we do have going coming because there's several other guests I'd actually like to have come. But I just don't think that we can at this point. Yeah. So I, how do you pick what guests come? Because you know it's always very interesting. Like Comic Con, we had Mark Hamill. Yes. And now this one, we've got you know the guys from Psych, which is awesome. That's so fun. great. I yeah. love that show. You know, and then we've got a lot of uh, some of the actors from Charm and stuff like that. And you, you even got Jason Momoa, Walking which Dead. you know, yeah. and some Walking Dead people, mm-hmm. and you got the original Princess Flash Bride. Gordon. You yeah. got Princess Bride. So what? Is the process going in to choose those? Well, there's several points. I mean, several things we do. Um, one of the things that, at least initially for me, was the most important, but that has has still become a very important thing, is to go to other conventions and see how people are doing, and and mm-hmm. ask promoters how other people are doing. You know, not you know every promoter's. Well, I say I'm sorry, the celebrity managers. Every celebrity manager is going to tell you that their people are the best. But I say, well, hey, how did so-and-so do it at this mm-hmm. show that I didn't go to? I, I talk to other promoters or other uh, vendors and people, and I get a chance to find out how the fans are responding to the different guests. Now, the one thing is there's not – you can't say just because so-and-so is popular here in Salt Lake it means that they're going to be popular in Seattle. Yeah. There's not always a one-to-one correlation. Uh, so – the other thing we use in here is um, in deciding on guests, besides the tactile, you know, going out and seeing how they do or getting the, the word on the street on certain guests, we do a lot of uh, just surveys and, and listen to people on the, on, the, uh, on the groups and try to get mm-hmm. customer input on who they like. And then we'll put up, you know, Brian will put up a survey. We, you know, we, we popped one out the other day um, on, on a few guests and, and it's just, we continually look at that stuff, and that helps. And then one of the other factors we use is we look at, you know, um, Facebook followers and Twitter followers and, and just see how active these people are in social media. That's something that really helps if they are active in social media because then we can leverage that to get, um, we can market to those people and make sure that, let's say Lou Frigno's coming to mm-hmm. our event, that we can reach out socially to anybody that's liked Lou Frigno, his, his page, or, or interested in body, but whatever it may be, we'll, we'll find some criteria. We can market to those people and make sure that they know that that guest is going to be here in town. And then uh, one other tool we use is Google Analytics, or I'm sorry, Google Trends. That, that's one that's really fun to see what people are searching on. And, okay. you, and you can break it down by region too. So you can come back and say, well, what are people in Utah. So for example, Doctor Who. Yeah. So you, you run you put that in the query for, for Google Trends and it comes back and <clears throat> you select 
to show within the United States because it shows comes back worldwide first. If you switch it to the United States, then it actually shows you a heat map, and you get to see what states are the most popular in searches for that topic. And what's fun is Star Wars, Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, let's see, there's uh, Harry Potter. I mean, a lot of the the fan uh, fandoms that we get excited about here, you realize that we're actually number one in the nation. Yeah. And what sometimes is fun and funny to see is like we're number one. And, you know, the next one isn't like a 98%. It's like at a 60%. You know, it's like we, we lead the nation. Uh, <laughs> by a huge gap. By a huge gap. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we do find that Idaho in, in several of these topics trends along with Utah. So I think we find a lot of, I guess, like-minded people in Idaho too. It's, wow. It's fun. I, I didn't even know you could do that with Google yeah. Trends. That's it's really amazing. Really cool. A fun tool. And yeah. It's very helpful for us. I mean, I, I give it about maybe a third weighting you know if you mm-hmm. kind of look at all the factors that go in there I, I, I put more on the tactile of you know how they do in other cities how are they with the fans yeah if they're good with the fans then people in utah are going to respond to that if they're somebody that's you know kind of stubborn or, or looking the other way when they're signing an autograph or whatever that word spreads very quickly and yeah. Like, yeah you don't necessarily want to go see that person they're not real nice yeah so, so it seems like a lot of really cool first I mean it can kind of happen with comic con you know uh, and we've kind of become a cultural icon I mean you guys were in Sharknado four which is kind that of funny fun. yeah you know funny. and then you know Stephen Amell lat uh, at comic con put out there he was going to be on Ninja Warrior mm-hmm. you know and yeah. he is now this yeah. season which is pretty cool so I mean that's it's got to be really rewarding to see those type of things coming Absolutely. out of this. Yeah, we, we are in, um, I guess, final stage negotiation on a reality TV series that's going to um, uh, hopefully that it gets happen that, that for Fanex will be the first one. Wow. For it. Oh, and it, and it's going to be a fun one. I mean, it, it's one that uh, they are picking a few different conventions to be at and participate at the convention and uh, we're right at the towards the top of that list and so should know here within I think a, a week or so if we have that and that, that will be fun because it, it'll, it'll be a, a, a good nerd slash geek show yeah and I think I think we're all will be one that we all watch because it's gonna um, speak to our listening yeah so the guests you have are awesome, but what is one guest out there that you really would love to get? Oh, to, yeah, like a dream guest. Yeah, your dream guest. I mean, okay. even if it's yeah. not a celebrity, just because I, I know Brian for the longest time wanted. Uh, oh, I forgot Stephen the, Hawking. He no, the, the astronaut. I forgot the astronaut's yeah, name. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, and I mean that was huge for him. So who is that person for Dan for? I, I've been trying to get Dick Van Dyke to come. Oh, oh man, that would be, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. He's uh, somebody that I, I've known personally for, I don't know, 12 or 15 oh, yeah, years. Oh, you did a Christmas did book Christmas with him, yeah. Ever. Yeah. And uh, so so there, there's a lot of personal reasons to have him there, but it's been fun just to see. We've actually um, put polls out and mm-hmm. got really, you know, the, the poll that Brian just put out recently, yeah. Dick Van Dyke was the top of that poll. Nice. That was just a couple of days ago. We, and so let's say, though, that um, the offer's out. We're doing all we can to get him. There could be a conflict with him mm-hmm. filming um, a fun movie that he's announced that he's going to be filming, uh, Mary Poppins. Yeah. So that's what we're competing against if we 
if we don't see him at Fan X, it would be because he's he's filming. He's filming. Yeah. Well, let's just put it out there then. A personal plug from Dungeon Crawlers Radio and Paragon City Games. Dick, yeah. if you're listening, we really, really need you, man. Yeah. Oh, it, it, <laughs> he he definitely knows it. I mean, that's one yeah. thing. Is he he's uh, he's been very. Uh, I, I mean, the message has definitely got to him that we'd like to get him to our event, and we've we have got positive feedback that he wants to come, but it just it always, it, it's going to be around whether he can, can do that with the filming. Cause it, yeah. it, it will be, yeah, it, we would be kind of the first event like this that he's done. He's done a few autograph shows, um, but really, you know, coming to an event that is a, a big one at this level. Yeah. I, I just think that he needs to have that experience with us first because um, there's a possibility if he, had it at other cities that he wouldn't like it or something. he may yeah. not like it as much yeah, yeah. because I, I, I do know that because consistently the celebrities will tell me that you, know, you guys treat us so well you guys have the best show and it's the overall reception they get there so mm-hmm. the fans but also we, we we do treat them very well and we make sure that they're you know the volunteers that we have working with them are, are all you know class A volunteers and make sure that they're happy and they do a great job with them and so the whole experience, it would be easy for that experience to fall off um, in another city. Yeah. So, I mean, that brings up a really good question. How do you balance that? How do you balance, you know, the celebrities, making them happy, making the guests happy, all the people flooding through those doors, the vendors, the artists? I mean, that's got to be just a massive job. Well, it's, fortunately, it's not something that I have to shoulder the whole way. Yeah. On. And in fact, you know, I, I'd say the more we do this, the less um, detail that I have to worry about at the convention. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people have stepped up and become experienced at these things that each area, there's somebody that is the watchman for that area and make sure that things go well and that people are happy. And, you know, coming, you know, starting from the beginning of this is you look at, you know, what is the show? What's the attraction? What is it that's going to bring people there? And, mm-hmm. and the way that we've built this show we've really built it out of the celebrities being kind of the center piece, center attraction, and then having what we bring in around it is something that, that comes to support that. Yeah. And it's all about fandom. And, and when we look at how popular, you know, when Harry Potter comes out or when Star Wars or whatever it is that we, our theaters here in Utah, yeah. we lead the nation in it. We know that people love that stuff. And so we're always going to try to, build around that um i mentioned doctor who earlier yeah. that's something that i for me that was that's probably one of my biggest surprises of realizing that there is such a strong fandom of doctor who yeah um it, it kind of came out of nowhere to yeah, be honest it really did i never knew what it was until my wife and my daughter started watching it on netflix and then i yeah. actually met a doctor who and did an interview with him and was like whoa yeah <laughs> Yeah, Sylvester McCoy was an incredible. incredible well, and the guest. funny thing is, nice the funny thing yeah. is, is Doctor Who's been around for fifty years. I mean, yeah. the same amount of time as James Bond and Star right. Trek and that. And you're just like, really? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that's exciting to me about this particular conversation is that it opens up the possibility to say what else is out there, right? What are the things yeah. that are sitting just beneath the surface, getting ready to break into pop culture that we don't know about? Stranger Whether things, that's the right? Yeah. yeah that's oh my goodness. Stranger yeah. things. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's just going to be phenomenal to watch what happens, and I'd be willing to bet money that if it's going to happen anywhere, it's going to happen in Utah 
probably at FanX or Comic-Con, <laughs> ready to just break through and be the next thing. I think well, one of the other phenomenons about Salt Lake Comic-Con and FanX is the fact that, I mean, everybody has been just hungry to have a Comic-Con. Everybody's felt like San Diego is so far away and it's a bucket list thing. Um, when I started doing interviews and I started coming, mm-hmm. it was really incredible. And now it's, you would ask somebody, oh, I just went to Comic-Con from year one. It's like, oh, really? What's about? You can go into a grocery store now. You can go into, I can go into work. And I, I will talk to people and everybody has their own special Comic-Con Phoenix experience. And I'm honest, story, yeah. it is mind-blowing. And so, and, and even... My kids will say, "Oh yeah, Dad, so and so is here." I'm like, "Who is that?" Uh-huh. And and they're voice actors from video games, and they're just they hold just as much clout as a, a big star. I mean, you know, you take a look at Vic Mignogna. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, my first year, I was like, "Okay, kids," and my my daughter's like, "Oh, Vic Mignogna's coming." Like, well, who is that? It's like, "Oh, it's an anime." <laughs> and then um, the first year Vic was here, which I found out was really incredible. Mm-hmm. The first year he was here. Rented out a small movie theater, or just had a small movie theater over at the Gateway for one of his for one of his Star Trek continue shows. Yeah, and then the next year it was a bigger, yeah, bigger venue. And then I was going to go this year, and there was a line clear out really? the door to see, you know. And he had he had Todd Habercorn there who played yeah. his Mister Spot, and so. But but the other thing that I find really incredible is that is that. Um, with what you've done for everybody in Utah, is you you've kind of you've kind of numbed the starstruckness, and they've been able to identify on a people level. You'll get Vic and oh, yeah. Vic is a huge huge advocate of you know of bullying, anti bullying. I mean, yeah. he will get in there, and there will be people in these in a in a panel going to his booth, and these kids are struggling, and and Vic's just right there. Oh, absolutely, and it's it's incredible. And that's that's an important thing about having these kinds of experiences, is you're providing a forum for people to be able to come in, express themselves, and connect with other like-minded people to be able to further their own interests and their own causes. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess that's a good question to ask. Is there, like, a particular standout moment to you, a standout story that just lights up your day and makes you feel good about what you've done? There's so many. I'll I'll tell you the ones that still continue to, I I love to hear is when people just walk up to me and they'll they'll tell me just a a simple life experience that happened because of they, they've met a new friend and, or I had one family tell me that, Hey, we moved to Utah. We didn't have any friends at all. And we went to Comic-Con. Now we actually have friends here. You know, that something like that is, it's so meaningful to me, but there's obviously the there's the big moments that, that people are aware of it. And I was uh, today I, I was doing another interview and somebody asked me, said, "What's the most what moment stands out most to you at, at Comic Con?" And and you know it is it's a tough lifeboat exercise to really pick one out. But but I'll say one of several was when um, we had Stanley the first time mm-hmm. and, and remember how that kind of worked out where we didn't have him. Then we actually booked him the Tuesday before the event and booked him and announced him the day, the Tuesday, based on Lou Frigno helping to encourage him to come and the fact that we had 30,000 tickets sold. Yeah. And that told them that it was enough to get him in. And so we, so we had Stan and Stan's manager said, okay, I'll get him there. Um, but, you know, we're going to get in Saturday afternoon around one o'clock or two. I mean, it was just late in the day. He was only going to be at the convention for like five hours. And... 
crazy busy. You know, yeah. he had a lot of photo ops and, and autographs, and, and it came time for his panel, and the programming people had talked to the manager, and the manager said, no, he's just too busy. You know, we've got all these fans we've got to see here, and, you know, we don't have time to do a panel. And they're like, yeah, but we've got... 3,500 people waiting to see him and you got to get him out there and and so they came and pulled me aside and they said hey Dan you got to help us you got to see if you can get Stan out there and so I went and talked to uh, the manager and said hey can you just can you do this I mean there's so many people everybody you know they, they'll have hearts broken if they if you don't come out there and he said okay I'll tell you what, 25 minutes Tops. That's it. We'll get them out there. You can say hi and do whatever. Then we've got to get them back here because we got we don't want to disappoint these fans. Yeah. Like which you know it's I I, I get that. Um, and so he, we go in there and from the moment he walks in, the people see Stan. A crowd erupts. Thirty five hundred people screaming, going crazy. All of a sudden, I saw the demeanor of this manager change to. Oh my gosh, can you believe what's going on here? He goes, Dan, do you believe this? This is just crazy. This is nuts. You know, he's grabbing his phone. He goes up on stage and he starts taking pictures of everybody in the crowd. He says, I've never seen anything like this. It was the most yeah. amazing experience. And so you can see why, you know, Stan, the next time he came out, he said, You know, you guys have the best Comic Con. You know, that was kind of fun for him to say that. And, yeah. And, uh, but you can see that type of passion and, ex- and energy that is here. And, um, you know, it, it's unmatched. I mean, other, other conventions had Stan Lee there yeah. and Stan Lee doing panels and things. But their panel rooms were like 500 people, which we'd see at other conventions yeah. that he would do. And they'd be happy. They'd hear what he had to say. But there's no way they, they greet him with that type of energy. Yeah. I mean, this is the manager. His response was so authentic and so real. And I just thought, wow, this is, this is what we have to offer here. And, and this is coming from... That it wasn't anything I did. I mean, I, I helped encourage Stan, the manager, to get him to the panel. But I yeah. mean, that excitement, that energy, what was created there, was something I had nothing to do with. It was the fans that did that, and that's what left that impression. Well, I mean, I definitely saw that at the Mark Hamill panel. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he walked out, and you could literally see how overwhelmed he was because I mean, it was at the Salt Palace or yeah. the old Delta Center. Del- Sorry, yeah. Delta Center. Uh, or Energy Solutions Arena now? Is that what it no, is? Going. Uh, the next Vivint, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm still down. behind. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you yeah. on that. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. we'll it was packed. Yeah. I mean, and he just walks out and it just erupts. I mean, it's just like the sound just goes from silence to boom. And he was just overwhelmed. And, and I, that's amazing that we have that. I mean, every panel I've ever gone in to take photos or, or sit in, all the fans are that way. They're just excited. They're cheering. And you can see every person that gets up there is just blown away. Yeah. I think one of the other aspects about Salt Lake Comic Con and Fanix is how the guests and the celebrities react. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it has this huge resonating scenario. So, for instance, Manu Bennett. I, I never in a million years would have thought I'd see him on a Facebook post talking about his interaction with the Ute Indian tribe here in Salt yeah, Lake. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was amazing. And it just, uh, or the Polynesian people, he, mm-hmm. he connects with while he's here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, um, you know, or Jess shoveling snow, you know, yeah. Jess <laughs> shoveling snow. It's, 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 I got a secret. He didn't shovel any snow. He just oh. went out He just went out for the photo op. And then, yeah, no, that was... But, uh, you heard it first. But, hey, but he sings in Dan's. He did. In, in I know. No, that's that's why he was doing what he he 
he earned his keep by singing. Yeah, I yeah. When when he sings, I I mean, oh yeah, it's weird for me. I, I I I mean, if I can get him to sing, we were at uh, Sundance, and I don't want to cut off your you know you're your, fine, keep going your train there. But we were up at Sundance, and and I was just putting, I was getting him singing in front of all these people. I'd kind of put him on the spot. Yeah, and, you know, I, I I knew the secret to get him to sing is if, you, if there's an attractive girl, you just tell them and say, "Hey, go ask Jess to sing," <laughs> and he'd do it. And and so, but then we were walking down, and we he was talking about says, "What's what's your favorite?" U2 song and you know I thought oh man there's a lot of good ones and he says mine is when streets have no name and I said hmm, how does that go you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so he he, he, said, yeah, and he just started singing and you know, were just walking down Main Street there and he's just singing and I'm like yeah I really knew how it went but thank you <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. so, so I have to ask where did you find Chris Provost oh Chris I mean, yes and those okay. horrible jokes <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. They keep coming. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got another one all lined up. I just like yeah. You know. Chris is is one of the many gifts that have come together as we put this together. Mm-hmm. Then I didn't know Chris before. I I knew Chris's sister. We found out later, and you know we we find these additional connections that yeah. are made. But really, we had some people that were over event programming, and and they just had Chris come as, as an MC that they had they had done some stuff with him. And so that's how we got Chris, and um, it's just you know it's just it's it's kind of the serendipitous gifts that come yeah. through this whole event. I mean, there's a million things like that that just come out of it where you realize. I mean, our, our whole staff, the people that work with us, the volunteer staff, everybody. You know, I feel like they're all uh, one of those those gifts. If you didn't see Chris at a panel, you would literally feel lost. <laughs> yeah, you would yeah. you would just like okay is this Salt Lake Comic Con where's Chris you know yeah. and it's that yeah. kind of scenario yeah I, I, I love seeing him every time but in, kind of following your uh, line of thought about the you know the, the celebrities coming in and actually becoming part of the community here and, and I, I've loved to see that where I have people tell me later that I have this contact with Tony and Erica you know, oh yeah absolutely the, yeah they're who they were friends from my you know, from the last business, and, and I was, you know, I that's why I wanted to get him out to our first event. I, I love Tony Pierre and, and Eric Alexander. Oh yeah. And so, but when to see that you posting about how your friendship with him is has blossomed, I, I mean, that's so cool. Yeah, and it, I, you know, I, we, uh, and the thing with Eric is, is in the so I went to the first Comic Con mm-hmm. as a guest, and so and you know we were like first day we went in there and then we just went and just you know tony had his first it was um the uh oh it was concrete park was the comic book that he's promoting and that he's he's been his you know little love child for a long time and so him and eric were there and they treated my family like we had known them for forever wow. and so every time they would come into town it'd be like okay you know it's it's like that uncle and aunt coming into town you have to go in and see them while they're still here and every Comic Con they've been here, it's like, okay, we got to get the family up photo op, and they're always there. And they treat us like a million bucks. And the ability to interact with people that are from New York, mm-hmm. um, they have mm-hmm. these different backgrounds. The fact that my wife wants to get into writing a book, and she's asking Tony questions, um, Erica, you know, you know, it, you know, with her her acting accolades that she's had in the past, it's been incredible. And then. There's a lot of social things that I that Comic Con has also brung up, and and a couple of them. So, for instance, um, I was able to interview Richard Hatch 
the last time you yeah. came out. And um, I, uh, you know, I just thought, okay, well, when I was a little kid, he was Apollo. I mean, yeah. he was. Oh yeah, he was my rock star back in the day. And so when I said, yeah, every kid wanted to be you. I played like I was you all the time. And then I, I talked to him. So, you know, and I didn't want to be one of these cliche interview people. I'm like, so tell me about your experience with Lauren Green. And you know, Lauren Green is you know Bonanza, and, yeah. and yeah. you know, and and that's incredible. So he said, oh wow, you know. And then he told me about this experience that he'd had. I'm like, wow, that is really incredible. Um, and then, but towards the end of the interview I had with him, he talked about how Comic-Con, from whatever diverse group you're from, you can be Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, you can be, you know, whatever orientation you are, it doesn't matter. The football player, the exactly. gaming exactly. geek. Yeah. Um, yeah. Star Trek or Star Wars. Exactly. Or, or and. Right yeah. yeah. And so, and so, you know, one of the other, one of the other things I was going to ask you, Dan, was like, so, so for instance... You know, what has been your favorite um, Utah cor- cultural thing to introduce to some of these people? I know like there's Green Jello or something. Green like Jello, Fry <laughs> Sauce, With Park parents. City, Temple Square. Because I know John Barrowman, when he was here, um, you know, I know that he's a really advocate for the LGBT mm-hmm. movement out here in Utah. And and for some of us, you know, if we have a family member that's that's in that realm, yeah. it it means a lot because, hey, John, what do you think of this? And, you know, I'd asked him some pretty poignant questions when he was uh-huh. here, and I was like, well, this is what my one of my children are going through, and this is what they're doing. And he just flat out looked at us and said, well, you know, I don't know too much about this. but," And then when you go, go to autograph, he said, well, how do you want me to sign this? And I just look at him and say, well, what would you tell her? Just whatever. Yeah. Tell her something. And he just wrote this amazing thing. Wow. Um, oh, wow. You know, um, you know, for instance, like with Vic Mignogna. Vic, yeah. I said, Vic, hey, my daughter's getting bullied at school. She's had this struggle. What would you write? Is there something you can write on this autograph Me so I can stick it in her folder when she is at school? And he did. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, for me, that is that is an iconic thing. So so these, these celebrities and these people are coming in and they're addressing these issues so you learn from them. And so... You know, it's it's been an incredible journey to have you have these people here because I think I think Dan, you get this this opportunity to see people. You get the big stars and you you know the big photo ops and stuff like that. But then there's whole there's this whole other tier when you can relate to them. Relate to my daughter. We went to go see. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the voice actor for um. One of the voice actors that d- does um, he does some video games and stuff. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm, gonna kill me. Troy Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Oh, my, yeah. he, I mean, he went through and my a psychic too. <laughs> yeah, my daughter had the biggest. One of my daughters had the biggest thing for him. And when you walk through those lines, and they talk to you like they've known your they've they're two minutes of contact with your kid, and yeah. they have this resonance like they've yeah. met they've had a really good relationship and they've known your child you've got a good kid yeah wow and so so these interactions that these these you know the selfies and the autographs in that interaction jess is over there dancing with people at his booth you know bring them around the corner and start dancing well with and the new bennett one of the things i really love about him is he grabs the phone and then he pulls everyone picture, over yeah. and then he's the one taking the picture oh yeah you know, and it's well, just so sure personable. Just right. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sure that is, but but at the same time, he's like drawing no, them he, in. That that was when I first met him, because I, I I had been watching Spartacus and oh great, great yeah, series. And I, I was 
went to a, a show in Philadelphia to see mm-hmm. how how he was there, and I was in the same hotel that celebrities were staying, mm-hmm. and I was down talking to some of the managers in a kind of a reception area. Well, it was kind of a, like a bar with it was just kind of the open corridor where you mm-hmm. sit on the couches out in, in the in the uh, lobby. Yeah, and it was just kind of past the lobby. So I'm just sitting there talking to people, and Manu walks over. And he makes eye contact with me, and he, he looks at me, and I said, hey, you know, I just kind of, he comes up, hey, mate, how you doing? And puts his hand out and, and just engages me right there, and I I like this guy. Yeah. And, you know, right from there, I just, I felt that if he's going to just engage with me, he didn't know who I was, yeah. but just, he just put himself out there, he's going to make people feel great. And that's yeah. the thing that I, I've loved, I've been a huge fan of the way he does that with people, the way that he cares and engages with people. At the conventions, um, that that's why I wanted cool. him to be here, and that's why I like having him come back. And right. so, so we've talked about all these amazing experiences, all these amazing people that are coming out, engaging everybody. What's the number one thing that you want people going to FanX to know or think or do? Oh. That's an awesome last question. All right. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, we touched on part of it earlier about people just being themselves and. They're okay because who they are is that's great, and we celebrate that. We celebrate people for who they are, not who they need to be or anything different. And um, I think that's it's probably fitting in is, is probably the most important thing to know. I mean, obviously, there's so many exciting things to see. If you, you're going to be, you'll have a feast of visual entertainment at the event, and mm-hmm. that's just that's what it's about. You'll have great interactions. But the big thing is, is know that that you do belong because this is something that we really push hard. You know, on the social media, you see that happen all the time when somebody starts to go a little bit um, offensive, whether it's political or religion or or sexual orientation, whatever it may be, it gets addressed very quickly. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. like, that's not. We're not talking about that here. There, mm-hmm. This, you know, this is a safe zone. This is where we talk about fandoms and and we we find common interests rather than things that pull us apart. Yeah. No, I, I love seeing that, and that is one thing you guys do really well. I mean, there are several forums and stuff like that where you see everything thrown out yeah. there, and, and you guys that. keep it yeah. very clean. It's like we want to be a community and not where we're tearing each other apart, which is just fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we want people to be happy. Oh, absolutely. So for those of you that are wondering, FanX is March 17th and 18th, uh, which is just going to be an amazing adventure. Tons of celebrity. Check out SaltLakeComicCon.com. And then if you can't make it, there is going to be Comic-Con in September. It's at the end of September. Yeah, 21st through 23rd. Yeah, so if yeah. you can't make it for this one, you can at least make it for the next one. And you know it's going to be an amazing, amazing convention and an adventure for you and your family or just you. I mean, I. Yeah. it's always a, a fun ride when yeah, I go. Thank so. you. And if you've ever wanted something with the Dungeon Crawlers logo on it, make sure to come by the Paragon City Games booth. Nice. We're going to have some uh, bags and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hopefully we can convince Dan to join us, too. I'd love to. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. Happy belated birthday. Yes, happy belated birthday, yeah. (laughs) 50. You had a lot of really cool messages coming out. I mean, even Manu Bennett dressed up as uh, his... What the character the, the from Maori wizard? Yeah, from Alanon. Yeah, Alanon. Yeah. That's right. So I, it's just yeah. really cool that you have all these people connecting with you, even on a personal level. Well, and I, I do have to say, is the reason they're connecting with me is because they're connecting with 
for all of us yeah. in Salt Lake. And, and that's what they, they see me as, as a representation mm-hmm. for the experience they have here. And, you know, minding going and staying with the Ute Indians for a couple of days after the convention or, or things like that. That's what that's what they see through me, yeah. and and so I, I I kind of feel like I'm I'm doing this on behalf of all of us here. And cool. you know, when people wish me a happy birthday and reach out to me. It's really their way of saying hello to everybody. Cool. Did you ever well, think you. you'd be an ambassador to Utah for all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> the number of your yeah. wildest dreams? No, I didn't. I I didn't picture. I I I really when I envisioned what my role in this would be, I did not see being as as front and center I, I i pictured it being more behind i i like i like being up front because i want people to realize that this isn't an entity this is mm-hmm. these, you know we're people but i i've never been that person to to want to throw myself in front of a camera and say hey look at me you know that, that just was not my nature yeah. and so that's been a little out of character for me to 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 kind of step into that aspect but at the same time I'm grateful for the support that I've received in that in that uh, position, or so to speak. You know, it's something yeah. that I've, I've enjoyed doing because um, I do think people can tell that I sincerely love this. This is something that that means a lot to me. It's not just you know something to do. It's something I really yeah. want to do. No, you guys, I can definitely tell. I mean, it's not just oh, hey, we're just making money. Yeah. I mean, you guys really yeah, love you it. Make money. Well, I didn't make money. You know, I wasn't able to pay myself <laughs> yeah. for, for quite some time. Yeah, so. but I mean, you guys, yeah. every time you're up yeah. there, you're excited. I mean, you can tell. I mean, the energy's coming off, and you guys just, you can tell that you love the fans and everyone out there. So, well, thank, thank you, you so yeah. much. All right. Well, with thank that you. said, guys, we're out of here, and we'll catch you next time.